Okay, boys and girls, it's Dan here, and I'm just recording what I wrote about the preview for Sapphire Now 2018. So, yeah, for those that can't, for whatever reason, read this uh, particular preview, um, maybe you want to hear about it in the car or wandering around or whatever it is that you're doing. Okay, here we go. So, as in past years, I'm previewing Sapphire Now. Here's how we do this, right? So. The team cast around here, customers' expectations, confer with colleagues and what we believe SAP should say. We also participated in a set of embargoed high-level briefings, but these are equally conversations with senior SAP executives where we provide feedback on topics of interest. Um, those who know me know how this works, but anyway. Don't expect too much detail here, but signpost for discussion as the event unfolds, but with one thing we can talk about openly, and I'll get to that later. Uh, we're also clear about the things that SAP should avoid. Uh, we've had those discussions. Okay, so let's set the scene. This year, SAP will either smash it out of the park or Sapphire Now 2018 will be a dud. SAP has a menu of discrete but interrelated topics that describe a journey and roadmap for all of its customers. Get that across well and it's job done. But there's no middling result for a company where the 2017-18 news style, or rather news cycle, has been dominated by the single topic of indirect access. Like Vinnie Merchandani, I'd like to see SAP's dream big, but uh, hesitate to use the metaphor Merchandani chose of pioneering Americans pushing out to the Pacific from the Mississippi on this, what was it called, manifest destiny? My American history lessons teach that the Pacific push was accompanied by a fair degree of bloodshed and the occasional massacre. Sure, customers would prefer to avoid that aspect. Anyway... Let's look at the indirect access elephant in the room. So last year, John Reed and I wrote extensively about indirect access, penning Sapphire Now 2017, indirect access, a topic that refused to die, as our assessment of the issue and progress made. It took almost a year for that story to play out, and while nuanced considerably to the point where SAP provided a way forward, which I believe, mostly anyway, is positive, indirect access is not done and done. As I said the other week, indirect access remains a problematic conversation among, among many customers and a pain point that overshadows talk of new investments in SAP technology. I've got far too many examples of this for, uh, for it to be avoided, but I mean, I'm not going to get into that here right now. Anyway, while we confidently expect SAP to make announcements that should help customers solve many current and pressing problems, provide solid roadmaps and timelines for products, along with demonstrating some pretty cool-looking demos and bring customers on stage, SAP will be faced with many of the same discussion points as last year. The risk is that the business buyer tunes out. Even as IT buyers, the ecosystem partners and employees hear things that make them smile. It's the business buyer that SAP wants to address. McDermott wants to not only have a seat in the buyer's C-suite, but he also wants to get alongside the decision-making C-suite executives in a way that's beyond SAP's usual play of focusing on the CEO and IT leadership. Think CMO, think head of sales. <clears throat> Indirect access is not an issue that's exclusive to SAP, but they're the company with a media target on its back, and it's a big target at that. The paradox is the cloud-based solutions, which you can confidently expect to feature heavily in all Sapphire Now keynotes and major topic sessions, don't have that same issue. It's almost impossible to imagine, but if SAP could find a way to sweep indirect access aside, then the way is clear for actionable talking points. In order to do that, it must recognise that the transaction is no longer at the centre of value delivery. Instead, the transaction is a commodity utility around which SAP has some deep process experience and expertise in a large number of vertical markets. 
Let's think about the Digital One office. So SAP likes to put out an expansive position, and since t- late 2016, McDermott has talked about purposeful technology. The idea here is that SAP is positioned as a partner that cares about outcomes with the end game of making the world a better place. If you're going to talk in those term, then, terms, then there has to be a way of bringing it all together. McDermott was recently noted as saying, and I'll quote here, The greatest challenge of our time is getting technology innovation into everyone's hands, regardless of their economic condition. In that context, you can expect SAP to talk about customer centricity from a technology standpoint and the idea that the distinctions between the back and front office are no longer relevant to a 21st century business. If that sounds familiar, then check out what we've been saying recently from... Um, the commentary by Horses for Sources who have been banging uh, the digital one office drum. Equally check out what we say about some of the problems attached to this approach. SAP will have its, exp- its own spin expressed in terms of its products, but the message is mostly the same. <clears throat> the moment you go down the digital one office road is the moment you have to talk about integration. SAP landscapes are complicated and no one needs reminding that SAP has its share of acquisitions to add to that equation. We know that SAP wants to replatform everything it has on Tahana, but that alone will not solve the integration requirements of automated end-to-end processing. Robotic process automation, always known as uh, RPA, is part of that story, but not the whole enchilada. I'll talk specifically to the ML and DL topic further on, which gain is part and parcel of this. Expect that SAP will discuss the integration in some detail, but please, SAP, don't try and make anyone believe that this is simple. It isn't. Everyone knows it and remembers NetWeaver. So customers at the centre. McDermott telegraphed at the last earnings call that he believes SAP is positioned to provide a differentiated 21st century CRM solution. At the time, Stuart Lockland, one of our guys, quoted McDermott as saying, the relentless, focus, the relentless focuses we are putting on CRM, re-identifying that category and calling it our own, we know the world needs the next generation CRM concept, around integration to the core from an end-to-end perspective. Our front office cloud portfolio also grew in triple digits. This is a sign of things to come for SAP's crystal clear plan to retake the lead position in CRM driven by overall fast adoption of SAP S4 HANA Cloud and software grew at a stellar 9%. There was a time when a market leader was dominating in CRM. It was said that they couldn't be disrupted. Well, let's be clear once again, we want CRM. Consider this from the customer perspective. Every CEO agenda in the world has a similar set of priorities. One, how does the business get a single view of its consumer? Every business is looking for new competitive advantage and its consumer-driven growth revolution. Even with so much interest, the technology industry to date has not delivered the capabilities to reinvent the front office. In fact, the many businesses today, so-called cloud CRM, is nothing more than overpriced software running on first-generation SaaS architecture. This is probably why so many have responded so eagerly to SAP's recent statement about new vision for CRM. They know change is coming, we are coming. Well, was that bold? For sure. Realistic? I think Stuart's call was spot on. When he said, the parking of its tanks on the CRM front lawn of Salesforce, and Oracle by the way, promises fun and games ahead, particularly if McDermott follows through on his intent to redefine and own the category. Tom Siebel owned it once and it was taken away from him by Benioff and Salesforce. Just as John Cullinan once owned the database well before Larry Ellison and Oracle took it from him. 
McDermott is correct that disruptors can be disrupted, but Benioff's a far smarter tech and marketing guy than Siebel ever was. Game on. Okay, so McDermott's got a shot at this, using his keynote to lay out the set of examples that are so blindingly obvious in their value that any implied jibes at Salesforce are unnecessary. If, however, he chooses to expand or focus on his Salesforce barbs, I am 100% certain that that will go down like a lead balloon. Why? Telling your customers, who are also Salesforce customers, that they bought legacy software is ironic, patronizing, and disrespectful that, to those that already know that it pays top dollar to SAP. Oh, and yes, notice how this plays back to integration? <clears throat> Okay, moving on. Developers, developers, developers? Yeah. Over the last year, SAP has worked hard on its relationships with AWS, Microsoft, and Google. I'm aware that a bunch of my old SAP mentor pals will be on site, many of whom are AWS Google fans. A number of them are running sessions. There was actually a particular uh, blog post on SCN about this. Um, worth figuring out. Anyway, this will be under the leadership of Craig Schmehill person who first introduced me to SAP style hackathons over 10 years ago. Just for the, just for the record, uh, Craig and I are, are, are good buddies. In the recent past, a clear commitment to open source has been missing until recently SAP employees could not contribute to GitHub. But last month, Bjorn Gerke mentioned that barrier had been cleared. For the technical people, the GitHub conversations will be interesting as Microsoft is rumoured to be acquiring that platform. Very interesting indeed. Different story there. More recently, Gurkha has been drip-feeding a series of open-source-related tweets that initially drew cynical responses, but which have substance behind them. This regarding SAP's use of Kubernetes, and I just quote um, beyond saying, It's coming, no worries. We're also using it internally to manage our own services at SAP CP. We're even in the process to open-source the cluster management approach called Gardener. Developers love open source, so this is good, if inevitable news, given that Kubernetes won. That was a red monk story. Anyway, elsewhere Gurkha has made clear that developers have a central role to play in delivering on the company's vision by saying, the new SAP is not just ERP, and what really makes the change are people. Yeah, okay. Um, my concern is that SAP fails to get the business aligned with developers via its community. Watch out for snarky tweets to assess whether the real progress has been made. Although he's a die-hard geek, Schmehill gets the business end of the issue. In the meantime, and as an example of how this can work, check Chris Kernan's tweet in the topic link. He talks about um, something called Cosmo. It's well worth looking for. There's a nice little um, um, video um, demo there, and they're on the show floor. 